0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Brian Fouts with the ZAC Ministries and before we get started I also just want to introduce to you someone very special that will be joining us on our show tonight everyone please welcome our sweet sister Lisa Stevens
2: Good evening everyone I'm excited to be part of the show tonight
1: Awesome and Lisa could you share with our listeners what you do for the ministry
2: As usual besides keeping you in line
1: Well, yes, besides that. So Lisa, why don't you share with our listeners how long you've been with our Hazak Ministries?
2: Well, my family and I have been truly blessed to meet Brian and Leah in around 2004, and we have been family since that first meeting. It's been totally a blessing. And in about 2011, when Brian and Leah started their ministry, I was blessed to be a part of their core Assessor prayer team with Leah. And then a uh, few years later, I started managing their website, social media, and blogs and newsletters, etc. So it's really been a fantastic experience, and I truly love being a part of this ministry.
1: And, of course, you have a very beautiful accent. So could you share a little bit with you, so where you are from?
2: Thank you, Brian. That's us just read of you. I was born and raised in a little town called Port Elizabeth, South Africa. And in 1994, around about, I visited my sister in Houston, Texas uh, to do some au pair work. And then um, I was offered a job with Evangelistic Temple Church. On 11th Street in Houston, Texas, and as you know, the rest is history. It's been a very interesting journey and culture shock, but That's I'm very thankful that God has guided me to where I am today. Kind of a culture shock, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, sweet sister, and you've actually been a great blessing for us as well. So let's kind of get moving on to our show, and good evening, everyone. Tonight on Reaching Out Radio, we're going to share with you four things to help you to continue with your walk for the year. And those four items are, yo, it's time to man up, learn to live an awesome life, and learn to be a blessed, and learn to be courageous. Now, these tips are going to help to give you encouragement this year and to help meeting your challenge and your purpose and journey. And remember, regardless of your age and your position or your station in life, God has a plan and a purpose for you.
2: This evening we will share four things to help you with your walk. And if you would like to have your friends listen in this evening, please have them call in and dial 626 2696-8607 to listen. That number again is two six six nine six eight six zero seven. 8607 Take your time. Take a deep breath. Relax and have fun.
1: That must have been for me because I'm always (laughs) ramped up all the time. Well, greetings from Columbus, Texas, where the town is located on the beautiful Colorado River. And for those of you who don't know, Columbus is the oldest surveyed and platted Anglo-American town in Texas. And they also say that it's also on the site of the legendary Indian village of Montezuma. And historians say that members of the old Stephen F. Austins all 300 group began arriving here in the area way back in 1821. And with that, good evening, Sister and Evangelist Montel Fields. And I'm Brian Fouts.
2: And I'm Lisa Stevens.
1: So this evening, we are honored and excited to be back here on Reaching Out Radio, where we are reaching out to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And for those of you listening in the area, we are with Hazak Ministries. And our ministry was started with the vision to bring a message of hope, healing, and encouragement to those who are hurting, lost, or hopeless.
2: And now for those that do not know, the word Hazak is a Hebrew word. It means to make or be strong, to strengthen, to sustain. To support, and to encourage. We hope that you, our listeners, will be encouraged with our message this evening.
1: You bet they will be. And if you've missed our previous programs, you can always go to Reaching Out Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com. Again, that number is www.blogtalkradio.com. And you can just type in Brian and Leah Fouts and there you can find all of our previous shows and you can listen in to them free on demand. And you can also type in Brian Fouts and Lisa Stevens and you can catch the last couple of shows that we've just done.
2: That's wonderful, Brian. Before we start, listeners, let's open the program with a word of prayer. Father... We pray for protection for Montel and for reaching out radio. And we pray against any technical difficulties, against any demonic powers in the airwaves. And we would like to pray for those in the listening audience. We pray for open hearts and changed lives this evening. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen and amen and amen.
1: All right, well, we've got a great show in store for you tonight, and again, this evening, we're going to be talking about four things to help you with your walk. They are, yo, it's time to man up, it's time to live an awesome life, learn to be blessed, and learn to be courageous.
2: I love that, Brian. So tonight, we'll be talking about something life-changing, and it has to do with time.
1: What time? What's with that, Lisa?
2: Well, you know, for those who have been hurting, waiting, and going through a really tough season of drought.
1: Ah, yes. And I'll bet you they're ready for change. So it is time to yell from the rooftops. Yo, man up!
2: (laughs) Wow, Rob. This is going to be an awesome topic for tonight.
1: You bet it is, Lisa. So listeners, grab your pen or your pencil and get some paper out and get ready to learn some really awesome tips for your walking life.
2: All except one, get to your computer or your pad or maybe your cell phone and be prepared for some really great ideas to help you and your future.
1: Well, that's just awesome, Lisa. I'm ready. Are you?
2: Sure, I am. So let's get started, Brian.
1: All right. So, you know, recently I took a break from the Columbus area and visited my former hometown of Katy, Texas. Fabulous. What was it like? I oh, it felt really strange. <laughs> more buildings, more traffic, and, of course, More people. And after I got back, somewhere during the middle of the night, I felt prompted to just get up and pray. And you know this happens a lot for me. And as I feel a strain in my spirit just to pray for others.
2: That is so true. We all sometimes feel like a yoga, up and down during the day and even through the early morning hours.
1: A yo-yo, you bet. I like that. So I found myself getting up, and I was really sitting quietly out on the front porch out on the steps out here, and I was just thinking about the families and the struggles that they all seem to face every day. Then I found myself asking this question, why do they seem to struggle so much?
2: I'm always thinking and praying for others, And no, it has to do with the disconnect in the spirit in their lives.
1: How true, how very true. Then, suddenly, I felt a strain in my spirit, and then this phrase kept jumping into my mind. Yo, it's time to man up.
2: Okay, Brian, where are you going with this?
1: (laughs) Well, Lisa, think about this. We're guys. You know, and we like to be in charge, and we like to make decisions, and then, you know, we just want to be all that we can be.
2: That's true. Okay, Ron, this sounds good so far. Go ahead.
1: All right. So now you know, most men think that they are the head of the household, and we know that this is because of the assignment that was passed on to us by our earthly fathers.
2: how do they know this
1: well I think they know about being in charge of the family and that there are usually certain duties that they've been assigned to themselves by doing this
2: so um, they had duties that have been assigned to them what about the position of the spiritual leader or spiritual head of the household
1: well, you know, now that is a really great question. This assignment is actually a commission that has been given to us by our Heavenly Father. So, guys, did you catch that? wasn't from our dad. It was from our spiritual father.
2: So this role, then, is a commission?
1: You bet it is. And this leadership role was not assigned to you. It was commissioned to you.
2: So, Brian, how does that work?
1: Well, it kind of works like this. Just like a soldier that is given a commission and becomes an officer, that commission is all about trust. It's about honor, and it's about commitment.
2: Wow, that's fantastic.
1: Well, so let's get a little deeper into this lesson. this lesson. So what does it mean when we say, Yo.
2: This word is used to attract someone's attention, I'm thinking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Did you get your attention when you first heard me say this? You know it did.
2: Sure, it got my attention.
1: So then what does it mean when we say, man up?
2: Well, I looked this up in the dictionary, and... The first word, man, means one possessing in high degree the qualities considered distinctive of manhood. Secondly, a man or boy who shows the qualities such as strength and courage that men are traditionally supposed to have.
1: That was awesome, Lisa. And then what does that word up mean then?
2: Now, that, this was very interesting. It means moving from a lower to a higher place of position with greater intensity and excitement into a more advanced state.
1: So then if you think about it, when we hear the phrase to man up as men, we are to take possession of our place in life. With the high qualities and the courage needed to become the leaders of our families, this includes not only being just the head of our home but actually the spiritual leader as well
2: Now that is powerful
1: wasn't it though now don't take my hmm. word for it. let's see what scripture has to say
2: I look this. Up in Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7 from the Amplified Bible And it says You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind And with all your soul And with all your strength, your entire being These words which I am commanding you today Shall be written on your heart and mind You shall teach them diligently to your children, impressing God's precepts on their minds and penetrating their hearts with his truth, and shall speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road, and when you lie down and when you get up.
1: Man, I just love this verse. So these words which I am commanding you today shall be written on your heart and mind. You shall teach them diligently to your children, impressing God's precepts on their minds and penetrating their hearts with his truths. and shall speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the roads and when you lie down and when you get up.
2: Brian, some men just might be asking the question, why do I have to become the spiritual head of my home? Shouldn't the wife take care of teaching the children about God or someone at the church?
1: Well, yeah, you can you can do that if you want. You know, you are in charge, you know, right? <laughs>
2: now, that is a really great point.
1: So, here's the thing, guys. If you don't become the spiritual leader of your home, then you won't have, then you will have your responsibility and the high position that you were commissioned to do by God.
2: You have abdicated or abandoned your responsibility. Now that is powerful.
1: Well, I thought it was when I read it. And you know, God wants us to be the best that we can be. And he has entrusted us to learn his kingdom principles and then to teach those principles to those who live in our home.
2: And if you think about it, if you're not feeding yourself spiritually, then how will you be able to feed your wife and your children?
1: Wow, that's right, Lisa. And I love what Jesse Duplantis had to say the other day. You have a teachable spirit and have a receivable spirit.
2: Well, I wanted to share this scripture with our listeners tonight. This is from Galatians 4, verse 3, from the New American Standard Bible. And it says, So, also we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world.
1: Wow. So you see, the world can teach you just so many things. But in order to be free and to become the best that we can be, we have to learn to read God's word, place it in our spirit, and believe that all things are possible with God.
2: So true, Brian. What else do you have for our listeners today?
1: Well, I want to encourage you men today that if you have not yet become the spiritual head of your home, or if you've or if you have been so that you've allowed life to distract you, there's good news. God has commissioned you. Pick up that commission today and learn to trust him and to obey. And when you do, you can reach new heights that you thought that you never could reach and achieve. And remember, that you are not doing this just for you, but you are doing this for him and that you're doing it for his kingdom. And learn to come into his presence and become the spiritual leader of your home because, yo, it is time to man up.
2: So let's move on to our next topic, Brian. This will be a fantastic topic.
1: It will be. So, you know, I was walking around out here the other day.
2: Did you get lost again?
1: (laughs) (laughs) did I get lost again? No, silly girl. I was out here at Beeson Park, and part of it's fenced in, so I couldn't have gotten lost. And the train tracks are nearby, and so anyway, I stopped and I looked over at the Colorado River, and then suddenly this word came to my mind. Awesome.
2: You know, it must be very beautiful out there. So what were you thinking about?
1: Well, you know, I was kind of reminded of the words that Paul talked about from the book of Colossians in
2: 1.16. I would like to read this word for our listeners. I'm reading this from the New International Version. And here it says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him.
1: I just love that verse. Thank you, Lisa. And you know... As I pondered on all that the Lord has created, I looked over at the beauty of the land, the trees, even the river going by, and, of course, the animals that were out there and the birds of the air. And as I looked around, I was reminded of who God is. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is all-loving. And he is all three in one the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
2: To share this verse with our listeners tonight, this is from 1 Chronicles 29.11 from the New International Version. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord the kingdom you are exalted as head over all
1: I just loved it so let me ask you what is so important about this word
2: well I truly get it God made everything but why is it awesome
1: well again that's a great question Lisa so let's take a look and see what Webster's Dictionary really reveals about the word awesome.
2: Webster's Dictionary describes the word awesome as feelings of fear and wonder, causing feelings of all. It is inspiring, terrific, and extraordinary.
1: I like it. I like it. Especially that part about feelings of both Fear and wonder.
2: Is it a Hebrew word for awesome, Brian?
1: Well, now there is. Now here's something really interesting. There is no Hebrew word for awesome. But there is one for the word awe. So in Hebrew, that word is ragaz. That's kind of that weird. Pretty cool. Agaz.
2: I know. (laughs) I read some of your notes this week, and it said that word means to tremble, quake, quiver, and be excited. I don't know about you, but that was not what I was expecting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the Lord gives me some kind of really weird notes from time to time. Very cool, though, isn't it? And then there's this. The word that comes closest to the word awesome is the word fear or terrible, and that word in Hebrew is the word re-ra, not hooray, but re-ra, and that means to fear, to revere, or to be afraid, to stand in awe of or to honor or respect. It also means to cause astonishment or to be held in awe. And it means to inspire reverence or to have a godly fear.
2: I really like that last one, to inspire reverence or to have a godly fear.
1: You know... Just reading these definitions gave me a brand new respect for these words, awesome. Or as my good friend Joy Garza would say, amazing. (laughs) But you know, when we walk through life or we drive down the road, you know, we just might see something that literally can just take our breath away.
2: I love those moments when you see something that just takes your breath away. I was at the park recently and just loved taking the time to sit down on the bench and watch the turtles and ducks. Now, that was a great breath of fresh air.
1: Well, it is. So when that special time arrives, we can hear the words leave our lips and jump out into the air, and suddenly our ears hear the words. Wow. Wow. That was really hot or that was really neat or cool.
2: And you might even hear yourself say, I gotta have one of those.
1: <laughs> I remember Leah used to say that, I gotta have one of those. You're very funny, Lisa. But you know, if you think about it, there are just some things that are beyond our imagination. And we might think, how in the world was that made? Now, that, my friend, is awesome.
2: And maybe you created some unique furniture or you painted a beautiful picture, plans for a building or office or an oil rig.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. So did you do some of those things?
2: No, I did not. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you
1: designed a future city or created a new song, an arrangement of music or something.
2: I love where you're going with
1: this. All right. So then all sorts of words can come into your mind and you feel the pride swell up in your bones for the work that you have just completed or you were thinking about completing.
2: I really love that feeling when I have completed something. I feel like I've done accomplished something special.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. But aside from all those feelings, the ultimate word that will bring both a feeling of fear and awe is that word, awesome.
2: Yes, it is. It is awesome.
1: So, you know, when you think about it, When you think about the oceans and the lakes and the rivers and the streams and the beaches and the hills and the mighty mountains, we realize that it is the handiwork of God that brought these creations to pass. And when you look at these in that way, it can really take your breath away.
2: So did you ever keep a picture on your wall like this?
1: Well, actually I did. I had a picture of the Matterhorn in Switzerland on my wall in my office. It was my dream to go there someday and to take my wife Leah with me. And I used that picture as a reminder of the vision for my goals. And when I got to see this for the very first time, I was actually able to see the power and the majesty of God. And so for me, that moment, that was awesome.
2: That must have been a breathtaking trip, especially to travel to the Alps.
1: Well, I liked the way that the psalmist wrote about the power and the majesty of God. This is from Psalms 145, verses 4 through 6, and I'm reading this from the Amplified. He said, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty and remarkable acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works, I will meditate. People will speak of the power of your awesome acts, and with gratitude and submissive wonder, I will tell of your greatness.
2: God is in everything that we do and see, and that is awesome.
1: Well, it is. And so when you are out this week and you see something that takes your breath away, stop. Then think about who made all those things possible. It is the one who made the earth, who made the moon and the stars, and then said, Let there be light. And only one person did this, the creator. Now, that's awesome.
2: Well, Brian, what a great study to that. And our prayer and hope is that you, the listeners, were blessed.
1: Well, I hope so, too. And so we're, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a little break here. So I want you to sit back and enjoy some really nice music that's going to come. This is another little this is original. one of Brand's
2: original songs. It's a happy tune of praise. Enjoy.
1: And it, that's right. We just want to give Debbie Fancher, well, actually, it's now Debbie D'Souza. We would like to thank her for her little happy singing on this song. So sit back and enjoy. That is if I can get the thing to turn on. <laughs> I'll be happy I'll be happy if that if it opens up. <laughs>
2: Everyone, wasn't that a happy Irish tune of praise? So let's continue with the next part of our study tonight. So
1: tonight we're talking about one of our favorite words and it is very special to us and our ministry.
2: Which one is that, Brian?
1: Well, it's the word blessed.
2: I love the word bless and use it as an affirmation daily. going to be a great topic for tonight. So everyone, grab your pen or pencil and paper and get ready to learn something fantastic for tips for your walk in life.
1: And if you've got one, get to your computer or maybe to your iPad or your iPhone because We have some really great ideas to help you with your future. So, you know, it was a gorgeous day out here in Columbus, especially out here at Beeson Park, and just watching the Colorado River float by. Did I say float by? Yeah, float by.
2: Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) It must have been a really beautiful time watching all of that today.
1: Well, and another cool thing is we see... We're seeing a very large, large number of beautiful red cardinals out here flying around and sitting in the trees. It's kind of odd for them to be out this time of year, but that's kind of interesting to see them out here.
2: That's lovely. We're so lucky to be out there in the country. We appear in northwest Houston with lots of traffic, people, and construction. I'm so jealous.
1: Yeah, probably the only thing you see red up there, red hats or red faces from working in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) So what a difference. Anyway, out here there is usually a slight breeze from time to time, and it usually makes the warm Texas weather a little bit more enjoyable, especially under a covered porch. I know. I'm so jealous you live
2: out in the country. While we're we at you in Hot Houston.
1: Hot Houston. <laughs> well, anyway, while I was walking around out here, I was in awe of the beauty of where we live, and I spoke out the words, blessed. We are truly blessed.
2: Yes, we all are. We and you are blessed.
1: So then let me ask you, what is so important about this word, blessed?
2: I think that we as people need to understand what it really means to be blessed.
1: Well, so then let me ask you, how do we do that?
2: To look up that word and see how it is defined. You know, what does it mean?
1: Well, okay, so then what does this word blessed really mean
2: then? Well, looking it up in Webster's Dictionary, I found seven unique answers that really define this beautiful word. Number one. Well, okay. Yes, yes, here we go. Number one, having a sacred nature connected with God.
1: Oh, I like that one already.
2: And here's some more. Number two, very welcome, pleasant, or appreciated. Number three, okay. you, yeah, used to make a statement more forceful. I didn't know that one. And hmm. number four, held in reverence or honored in worship. Love that. Number okay. five, to be hallowed, which we all strive to be. Enjoying yes. happiness or enjoying the bliss of heaven. And number seven mm. is bringing pleasure, contentment, or good fortune. That one. Well, that I like that one. Yes.
1: Especially the good fortune type.
2: <laughs> yes. We all need some of that.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, Number six was pretty neat, enjoying happiness and the bliss of heaven.
2: I don't know about you, Brian, but all seven of these were really fantastic.
1: Well, I'd have to agree with you, sis. I also agree with all of that. So, yes, Lisa, those are all really cool.
2: So, what did you find about this word in Hebrew?
1: Well, you know me. You're getting to know me. I always like looking them up in Hebrew if I can find, a, find something in Hebrew for it. Now, this is interesting. There are several words in Hebrew for the word blessed. Now, one of these words wow. is the word esher, and it means happiness, blessedness, and blessed. Now, there is also another word for blessed, and it is the word barakah. It's actually pronounced barahah, and it means a blessing or a source of blessing. It means a blessing or prosperity, and it means a blessing or a praise of God.
2: I love those. Blessing and praising God.
1: And it also is a gift or a present, and the last one is it's a treaty of peace.:
2: Yeah, we all need a lot of peace in our lives, and who doesn't love a gift or a present
1: that's that's true
2: well, that's true. I found this great passage of scripture that talks about being blessed. This is from Psalm uh-huh. one nineteen two in the Amplified Bible. And here we go. Blessed and favored by God are those who keep his testimonies and who constantly seek him and long for him with all their heart. That's Psalms 119, verse 2.
1: Oh, that's great. I really liked that one. But shouldn't we speak that word out loud to others that they too are blessed?
2: Okay, Brian, but isn't everyone blessed?
1: Well, guess, yes, they are, especially if they think about it and speak that word out loud when they do. Then they are blessed. Besides, it can impact their life.
2: That's so true. Many people always ask me, why should we bother to speak that word out loud? And especially if you're a private person, can't one keep this to oneself?
1: Well, as my friend Stephen Coffey would say, all good questions. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, the Lord tells us to share our thoughts with Him. And by reading His Word out loud, we will hear the Word in our mind, we will hear it in our heart, and in our soul, and it will have an amazing impact in our life.
2: But how will we know that it can impact our lives?
1: Well, you know, the Apostle Paul reminds us in Romans ten seventeen, 17, uh, and I'm going to read this from the NIV. That's the New International Version. Consequently, faith comes from hearing, the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ.
2: I love that passage. Hearing. Love that one.
1: You bet. And when we do this, the Lord will direct our steps and our paths in life.
2: That's great. I want to read this next passage. I'm reading this from Proverbs 16, verse 3, in the New American Standard Bible. And it says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Isn't that fabulous?
1: I love that. Now, listeners, here's something really important to remember. When you learn to look for the blessings in life, you will appreciate what you have more than what you don't have. When you learn to look for the blessings in life, that you will appreciate with what you have more than what you don't have. Losing our only daughter to a murder in 2004 was a devastating and heartbreaking event for both my wife Leah and I. There was so much pain and grief, But we prayed for his peace, and he answered our prayer within 48 hours.
2: And I remember that the prayer you guys prayed from that Philippines 4, verse 7. And it goes like this. I am going to read this from the Amplified Bible. And it's the peace of God, the peace which reassures the heart. That peace which transcends all understanding, God of our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, is yours. So that is Philippines or verse 7 in the Amplified Bible.
1: That is just so true. And we had a lot of friends that were just taken aback by that, and I just said, you know, we we just prayed for God's peace, for His supernatural peace, and uh, Mm -hmm. that came to us, and granted, we still grieved, and we were still emotionally upset and stuff, but we just, we had such a a weird peace about us, in fact, uh, one of Leah's brothers had come over to us, and he was quite concerned and pulled me outside, and he said, I just don't get you guys. He said, you guys are out here walking around like this is a party. And I said, what? He said, yeah, you guys are out here kind of walking around like this is just a big party. And I said, so there's no party here. I said, there's a celebration of life taking place. And he said, he said, but you're just not grieving. And I said, well, what do you want me to do, go out in the middle of the road and Strip down my clothes and throw dust on me and say, woe is me, I'm cursed by God. And he says, well, no, I just don't get it. And I said, well, we ask the Lord for his peace. And I said, we got the peace that goes beyond all understanding. And I said, we still grieve at different times. And I said, but he's given us such a great, great peace. And, you know, from that moment on, we were literally just taking on a journey from restoration of our marriage and a preparation to help others who had lost a child. And this would eventually lead us into a full-time job of ministry.
2: I know. That, that is such a difficult time for you guys and for us as family and friends. And it's only when we're going through these trials that... Only God and God alone can give us that peace in um, all these journeys that we travel together. And I remember that you and Leah learned to be thankful for all the little things in life. To appreciate what you had and not complain of what you didn't have while you walked through the grieving process
1: isn't isn't that true I, and I can't thank you enough for uh for your family and for all that you guys did and how you how you prayed for us that was just amazing along with uh you know along with Peggy Benge and her daughter Carolyn, who was still playing mm-hmm. with the band it was just it was just incredible
2: and I you know, know from I that think... answered
1: prayer oh I'm sorry, you were going to say something
2: yes it was such a blessing to see how you and Leah walked through and were able to be a shining light to others that were going through similar situations in their lives, uh, losing a loved one. And you were always so strong and helpful, And even though you should have taken time to grieve, you were there for others to help them walk through their grieving process and to show them a light of our father. And our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Wow. You guys were really wonderful. And you know, from that answered prayer that we had came a gift of joy and a and a gift of thankfulness and changed hearts and an attitude of gratitude for everything that God had provided for us. And you know, we we realized at that point in time that all things come from him and and I like the way that the Apostle James had put this.
2: I'd like to read this. This is from James 1.17 in the New International Version. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly light, who does not change like shifting shadows. Isn't that a beautiful scripture?
1: Oh, that's just wonderful. That just tells so much. And, you know, and our prayer and hope is that the message will lift you up and encourage you in all that you do. And sometimes a good way to look at life is to look back and write down all of the things that God has done for you and that he's done for your family.
2: So what did you write down? What did you say?
1: <laughs> well, I said <laughs> it was important to... Uh, Make a list, and I said, and when you do you will see everything that he's provided for you and I said, here's just a few things to ponder on for yourself and some of the things that might might match up on your list list of what the word what the Lord has provided, but it was like yeah. a place for you to stay yeah. for the fact that you had a job for the fact that you had a family uh yeah. that you had a a car for transportation to get you to and from, uh, your health, uh, yeah. you know, that your health was important, and your finances, and even through the things that we went through, that we still had finances that had come in, and it and, and it gives you a hope for the future. You know, right. being in the insurance business, I had a lot of people who said, well, you know, I would never buy insurance for a child. There's no reason to have insurance on a child. And I said, well, you still need to have insurance in case you have to prepare for final expenses, and that you, you know, that you're going to have to provide for a, a burial on a burial plot. And uh, being in the insurance business, I had actually had bought a, a, a good amount of insurance just on Victoria and. Uh, even though through some downturn in the finances for us about a year and a half earlier, I had to let some of her policies go, but I still kept a pretty good amount of insurance on her. And as a result of that, not only did it pay for everything, but it, it also gave me the opportunity to take almost five months off from work so that I could spend time with Leah and go through the healing process with Leah. And later, people said, "Oh my gosh, I hadn't realized that you'd done all that." And I said, "Well, that it, it took away all of the uh, it took away all of the stress and the trauma that would have been on our family. And I said, "And it really made things a lot easier for us to walk through life.:
2: That's so true. Uh, we always have to think ahead and be prepared. We should never know what t- tomorrow brings.
1: That's right. We do.
2: So, listeners, if you're looking for help, remember this little verse to comfort you. And this is from Psalms 121-2 in the New American Standard Bible. And it says, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth.
1: Wow. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And listeners, I just want you to let you know that God can pull you out of the ashes and the ruins of your life. He can change your heart and he can set you on a course towards a future of hope, healing, and encouragement. He did this for us and he can do it for you. And that, my friends, is, where, is why when we are asked how we are doing, we just simply say, we are blessed. <laughs> we are blessed. Mm-hmm. And you know, we are all going through some kind of challenging times right now, both in our country, in our states, and in our towns that we live in. Uh, The coronavirus has affected everyone from our government to businesses and our families and our houses of worship, testing everything that we have, including our faith. But God reminds us to find joy in our trials. In James 1, 2, and 4 in the NIV, it reads, Consider it all pure joy, my brothers and my sisters, that whenever you face Trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So let that perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking in anything. And as you begin your day, stop and take some time out to pray and to give God praise for all things that he has done for you and for your family. And when you do, you too will be blessed.
2: Well, Bob, that truly was a great study tonight. So listeners, our prayer and hope is that you were truly blessed.
1: So, well, it's time to move on to our last part of our program.
2: So, Brian, what are we sharing with our listeners next?
1: Well, today our last topic is we're going to be talking about what it means to be courageous.
2: Now, that is another great topic for tonight.
1: You bet. So, if you've not already done so... Again, grab your pen or pencil and some paper and get ready to learn some really awesome tips for your walk in life.
2: And if you have one, get your computer or pad or your cell phone and be prepared for some great ideas to help you and your future.
1: All right. Awesome. I'm ready. Are you?
2: I am ready. So let's get started, Brian.
1: All right, so here's a question for you and our listeners. Have you ever had one of those nights when you just couldn't, couldn't seem to go back to sleep? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I can fall asleep just by putting my head on the pillow. Don't know about you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's great. You know, we used to be able to do that, you know. I just say, can you go to sleep okay? And her head would hit the pillow and she was out. You know, but possibly for others like me, maybe they can't just seem to fall asleep. So you know what it's like? Your brain keeps going 90 miles an hour and you just, it just won't stop. And you finally get up and you go somewhere else to sleep. Or maybe you just pray or your pace or you just start pacing around the house waiting for you to finally go to sleep?
2: Not me. I'm sleeping. Don't know about
1: you. Oh, you're (laughs) terrible. Well, you know, one night long ago, it was well past 1 a.m., and there I was pacing about, not just in the house, but I was walking outside, and I began to walk around the porch out here, And there was a full moon outside, so I had plenty of light to walk by.
2: (laughs) No, I'm still sleeping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, as I paced about, I thought what it must have been like to have been an explorer. I don't know why I was thinking about that, but I was just thinking about what it must have been like to have been an explorer, to be hearing the sounds of the night and the movement of the brush in the fields
2: and those other things that go creep in the night
1: that's right but you didn't hear them because you were still sleeping
2: that's right still sleeping
1: (laughs) and then there's that and not being able to see anything then you try to see what is lurking in the shadows of the wilderness you would have been very brave to have been out at this time of night (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, not stupid, but brave.
2: Okay, brave, as long as there's no dinner plate spiders.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, brave then. So, do things like this scare you? Are you terrified or are you just gravely concerned?
2: Okay, brave then. Oh, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so think about this. If we're not used to being out in the middle of the night, we can find ourselves being afraid. And if we have to be strong during this hour, yes, and stupid. And we need to be courageous, right?
2: Right. Okay, Brian, I probably would have gone back to bed by now, but now I'm curious. Why courageous?
1: Well, great question. Well, first, let me ask you, what does that word courageous actually mean?
2: Well, as usual, I looked that word up in Webster's Dictionary, and it gives a simple definition of courageous. It means very brave, having or showing courage, to be valiant, and not to be deterred by danger or pain.
1: Yeah, I know. You're still sleeping. All right. Thank you, Lisa. That's right. (laughs) And you know I like the command that God gave to Joshua about being brave and
2: courageous. I do, too. This is from Joshua 1, verse 7 in the Amplified Bible. And it says, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do everything in accordance with the entire law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may prosper and be successful wherever you go.
1: Now, here's something that's very cool. In Hebrew, that word courageous is the word amats, and it is pronounced amates. Almost kinda of like amazing. an English term, doesn't it? <laughs> it's so
2: amazing. And it means to be
1: strong or alert and courageous and brave and stout, bold and solid. I mates. And it also means to strengthen, to secure for oneself, to harden, as in one's heart, to make firm, to make obstinate and assured. Wasn't that pretty cool? Well that's
2: number one. <laughs> well, I'm truly like number one. <laughs> Strong, alert, okay. and always courageous. There you go. As long and here's some other as i not <laughs> in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another meaning to be... i
1: I know. To be determined, to make oneself alert, strengthen oneself, to confirm oneself, persist in... To prove superior to and to exhibit strength and to be strong. Or as Leah used to say, yeah, I know. And Leah used to always say, what we need are more alerts. (laughs) 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 All right. And that word strength in Hebrew actually is the word hazak. And here is something from Joshua 23,
2: verse 6 from the amplified Bible, and very determined to keep and to do everything that is written in the book of the Law of Moses, so that you do not turn aside from it to the right or the left.
1: Ah, that was awesome. So why then should we be courageous?
2: This is a great question for our listeners.
1: And I like what the Lord told Joshua while he was out in the wilderness. In Joshua 1.9, he stated, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed or intimidated. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I truly love that verse.
2: He is with us wherever we go
1: and that message that I just read was to encourage Joshua and it should also be to encourage us now here's something to ponder on we all get scared or afraid at one time or another I don't care how big or how tough that you are we will all go through some scary moments in life
2: Yes, I think that we all do.
1: Now, let's take a jump back into history.
2: Okay, so where are we going with this?
1: <laughs> so, That's imagine it if you, Will, and you and your friends were disciples of Jesus, and you were out on the sea of Galilee, out in the middle of the night. You mean it's dark, 30? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's dark, 30. And it's really, really late. And then suddenly the winds have started to blow in over the mountaintops. And suddenly there are huge waves all about you in the sea. And find yourself struggling with the oars in the water on the lake. And it's so bad that the seas are almost... Almost turn the boat over, and then, then out of nowhere, you see Jesus walking on the water.
2: Isn't that awesome? I love that part.
1: And I just love the way that the Apostle Mark finished out this story. And this is from Mark 6:48 through 6:50. He says seeing the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was also against them at about the fourth watch of the night, that's between three and six. He then came to them walking out on the sea and he acted as if he intended to pass them by. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out in horror for they All saw him and were shaken and terrified. But he immediately spoke with them and said, Take courage. It is I. Stop being afraid.
2: Wow, Brian, that's powerful.
1: And you know, we can all tap into that power that the Lord has by having faith. Faith can move mountains. And through him... All things are possible and the psalmist David once wrote about being courageous and being strong in the Lord
2: I want to read the next part this is from Psalm 27 1 in the amplified Bible and it says the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear The Lord is the refuge and fortress of my life. Who shall I dread?
1: Wow. So as you go out this week and you're planning your day and you're mapping out your route into the wilderness of life, remember to armor up and to put on the full armor of God to protect you against the evil ones.
2: And remember... Don't be afraid, for the Lord your God is with you. Be courageous and be strong.
1: And during these times of uncertainty and facing the challenges of the world-wide virus and anything else that is scary out there, we have to be strong and courageous to handle the battle that is before us. And I'm reminded of what the Lord told Joshua as he prepared to fight the enemies in the new promised land. And in fact, the Lord commanded Joshua not once, but three different times to be strong and courageous. And the first time he told him was in Joshua 1.6 when he said, Be strong, be confident, and be of good courage. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them.
2: And then the Lord told him in verse seven, "Only you be strong and very courageous, that you may be, you may do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper." Wherever you go.
1: Ah, and then the Lord told, gave Joshua another command and promise. And he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on, on it all day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, And then you shall deal wisely and have good success. And then finally, the Lord finished his command with this reminder. In verse 9, he said, Have I not commanded you, be strong, be vigorous, and be very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And as you begin your day, stop. Take some time out to pray and give God praise for all the things that he has done for you and for your family. And then when you do, you too will be blessed.
2: That's so true, Brian. These have been amazing tools for our listeners tonight. So listeners, our prayer and hope is that you will all be blessed and courageous. Until next month.
1: So listeners, thank you for tuning in tonight. I am Brian Fouts.
2: And I'm Lisa Stevens.
1: And we are with Hazak Ministries, an encouragement ministry out here by the Colorado River here in Columbus, Texas.
2: And just as a reminder, Brian and Leah have written a couple of books about their journey and how they got into ministry their first book is called from misery to ministry a walk of faith through the loss of a loved one it is a truly wonderful book that brings hope healing and encouragement to those that have lost a loved one
1: and folks it's real easy to read and it will make an impact in your life and the book is available through our website and we have a second book out.
2: That's right. And it is called Steps of Faith.
1: And Steps of Faith is an exciting adventure and a learning to be led by the Holy Spirit.
2: These encounters would become the stepping stones for their very own steps of faith, learning to trust Him in all things and for all things.
1: And, folks, we also have a third book as well.
2: You sure do. And it's called Walking Through Grief, A Journey of Peace.
1: And this is also a great book with lots of resources and stories to help you through the grief process and to help you through the healing process. And we also want to bless you with our message of encouragement this evening.
2: And we pray that these books will help you to be open, willing, and obedient to the Lord.
1: And we hope that these divine encounters that we've written about will assist you in learning to take your very own steps of faith.
2: You can learn more on how to order these books by visiting our website at www.hazakministries.com. That website address again is www.hazakministries.com. That is H-A-Z-A-K-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S.com.
1: And if you'd like for me to come and speak at your church, your men's group, or one of your special events,
2: please contact us at 832-878-8043. That number again is 832-878-8043.
1: And you can always reach us on our handy dandy landline out here in Columbus at 979. 54256 that number out here is
2: 9795004256 And just another reminder this would be a great time to write down all of the things that you are thankful for and share them with your loved ones and others
1: And as I like to tell people that I am thankful that Jesus saved me and that I can serve him and doing work for him and for his kingdom. Even out of all the fraternity brothers and my drinking buddies and everything that I did wrong growing up, that I'm still glad that Jesus saved me and gave me a new job here to do. And we also want to thank you, the listeners of Reaching Out Radio, for tuning in this evening. And it's been an honor. For not only for me to be a featured guest here with evangelist Montel Fields on Reaching Out Radio, but also a wonderful time for me to be on the radio show with my sweet sister Lisa Stevens, where we are all reaching out to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And again, if you would like to help Brian uh, and Lisa with any future expenses since the passing of of his wife, Leah, uh, you can always send us a check out here to Pastor Brian Fouts at 1410 Rampart Street, Columbus, Texas, 78934. Again, that's Pastor Brian Fouts, 1410 Rampart Street, Columbus, Texas, 78934. Or if you would like to make a a tax-deductible contribution to our ministry, Uh, You can send that to Hazak Ministries, that's H-A-Z-A-K, Hazak Ministries, 1410 Rampart Street, Columbus, Texas, 78934. Or if you'd like to do with a tax-deductible donation by a credit card, then you can visit our ministry website at www.hazakministries.com and just click on the Donate button. Again, thank you. Uh, for checking in for this evening, and Lisa and I just want to remind you to be strong and to be very hazak this week, and we look forward to giving you a new set of stories for next month. So with that, good night from Brian Fouts, and good night from
2: Lisa Stevens. Have a great week, people.
1: All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.